Whoa. Nice throws, dude. You notched me, bro. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'll make it up to you with another hit of this. <laughs> no worries, Steve. Oh. I'm gonna park this sucker. Wow, Steve Nosham. I'm such an idiot. Uh, no worries, amiga. What's a game of disc golf without a few trees running kinetic interference? I like to think of it as the sound of nature talking to me through my plastic. Oh yeah, and the park does make a perfect vape spot. It's like we're getting stoned in some ancient glade, man. That is deep. <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even have to worry about the weather soon. Oh, nah, bro. Hydro Park still get rain. It just comes out of a sprinkler pipe, you know? Yeah, but I did a little butting in on the climate control software last week and installed one of my patented Steve Brand overrides on my way out. So it'll be clear skies and hydroponics whenever we want to get off Falfon. Well, not clear skies. Clear pipes? Uh, whatever. Nice. And hey, congrats on finally getting that patent approved. Oh, oh. Good vector on that forehead. This one has a chance. Jesus, Jerry and Brosa. Oh, oh, I think that left a mark. <laughs> you nailed it straight on. I'm surprised I didn't chop that sucker down. <laughs> I'll have to start calling you the Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my wrestling name. <laughs> Step off, Lumberjack. I'm going to slingshot this one around the nearest moon. <laughs> I better get a good wind up, bra. Security! Cease all illegal activities! Put your hands in the air and your butts on the ground! I've got eyes on the projectile! Fire at will, officers. Really? Sweet! Huh, copy that! Locked on! <laughs> what the hell, bro? Don't move, Cassine! All appendages where we can see them! This stuff is legal in 89% of the known galaxy, my zoos. What's with the diagonal hassle? Projectile eliminated. Two suspects located. Species DeLorean. Proceeding with arrest on charges of... Hey, hey what, what can we charge these nulls with? Uh, disturbing the peace? Oldie but a goodie. Yeah. But everything was peaceful until you Triffer showed up. Yeah, bro. We were just throwing discs. Why don't you bipeds just fool on out? Aha! Resisting arrest! Ha. Requesting backup! Are you carrying any more of these weaponized discs? What? Stand down immediately. Proactive defense protocol engaged. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. This stuff is much stronger than I thought it was. Just give it to them before they annihilate us. Annihilation of suspects is strictly forbidden by the ICSB Charter, Gassine. To which we strictly adhere, yeah. as long as anyone's watching. 
But we can get real creative with these neurodampers on your sensitive areas. And with so many butts, I'm guessing you've got plenty of those. Right, so no funny stuff. Or you can say goodbye to your voluntary muscle control for the next couple hours. Stress, alright, alright, I'm getting it. But I'm gonna have to lower my hands, okay? One hand! Nice and easy. Perpetrator has dropped a bag of what appears to be oregano. Oh, some type of organic explosive compound? It's a new strain. I think it's called Apollo 11 Haze. What is the composition of the material in this baggie, Gassine? I don't know. I think they crossbred purple Zidanon balls with Orion OG Kush. Never mind the, the herbs, you idiots. Confiscate the tree destroying objects. Oh, right. Are you hiding any more munitions? Huh? Projectiles, Cassine! You mean discs? Yeah, I got a backpack full of them. Right there by the T-pad. Weapons cache located. Eliminate the threat. Light it up! Cash <laughs> destroyed! WTF, bro! I've been collecting those for years. I had a lot of memories in those little plastic babies. Plastic babies? Yeah, man. We were here playing disc golf. That's all it was, I swear. You were assaulting the flora at the Hydro Park with weaponized discs. What? Weaponized? They're just discs. They may look like discs, but their payload is definitely some type of military grade. There's no payload. They're literally just plastic, Zid. Yeah, man. Molded plastic still mixed with best aerodynamics. There's no substitute. You've been trying to chop down these poor, helpless, inanimate trees with... with frisbees? Uh, discs? Frisbees are a little lighter and have a rounded edge. They also tend to be wider, and they have a little more- I don't care if they're made of liquid sunshine. They were used in a grievous assault against plant life. And don't think we didn't hear you two cracking wise about lumberjacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're both in need of a serious attitude adjustment. Officers, arrest these two immediately. We'll see what they have to say for themselves in the brig. All right, you heard the... Hey, hey Ness, who was that on the comms anyway? I thought you knew. Huh. Well, whatever, you're both under arrest. Yeah. So it's time to administer the entirely appropriate and non-rights-violating restraint devices. That's right. Hands behind your... Uh, uh, hands... Just put all your hands in a big bunch or something. Yeah, we don't have all day here. This is totally magenta, bros. It's all big misunderstanding. We were just playing some frisbee golf. Okay, let's go. The time for chit-chat's over. You really harsh my mellow. That disc was irreplaceable. I aced whole 17 with that one. I said move it and keep your butts to yourself. Do not lit up! Do not lit up! Do not lit up!
Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Marathon Season 2 Episode 25 A special Very Merry Fairgrounds Miracle Wish for the Holidays A Christmas Fable Attention all Fairgrounds residents This is your Recreation Director Bob with an important announcement regarding acceptable leisure activities as defined by the Mokulnari Human Friendship Advisory Committee. Such high-impact diversions as racquetball, basketball, tetherball, and yes, paintball have now been officially categorized as far too busy, and are no longer merely discouraged, but completely banned. Our Fogelnari friends would prefer you all choose to engage in calmer, more measured, and, if possible, stationary recreation. While Supernova and other table games remain within the bounds of permissible recreational activity, all players must observe a five-minute interval between shots. How this applies to foosball is for you, but wants to figure out. Chess checkers and connect four are still authorized if played deliberately and slowly. But it's not all. Baby laxative and fanny flush. According to the latest bulletin from the committee, the newest recreational craze is daring contest. That's right. Everyone on station asterisk. What the? Oh. Unless they're an Iltorian. Well, that seems unnecessarily specific. Anyway, everyone on station asterisk is permitted and indeed encouraged to add their name to the official fairground staring contest league ladder. Yes, y'all have more fun than a Venus flytrap on a sanitary landfill competing to see who can sit still the longest. just trying to explain, sir, that... And I'm just trying to ascertain, Ness, exactly how many ICSB protocols you and Dormer violated when you fragged the entirely legal and definitely personal property of one of our residents. Big Steve from Caridata has been harassing me all morning about those two innovationeers you locked up this morning. Idiot too. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Well, um, we were just following orders, Commander. We were instructed to fire. By whom? By uh, a voice mm-hmm. on the comlink, mm-hmm. sir. 
And you just obeyed this unknown voice without question. Did they give you a name and rank? Use any security passcodes. Present any kind of evidence whatsoever that they were authorized to order anything. Well, no, but... They sounded super official, sir. Mm -hmm. Besides, Commander, security officers are permitted to use force on their own initiative when necessary to ensure public safety. That's right. Whoever it was on comms, they alerted us to a threat and we took swift action to eliminate it. That's right. And this threat, again, was... A storage receptacle concealing potentially weaponized projectiles, sir. A bag of frisbees. Uh, technically, they're discs, sir. Uh, frisbees have a more of a curved... Stow it. You two are both on proportional wage garnishment for the next month. And until I can think of some more unpleasant duty to stick you with, one of you will be guarding the freight elevator and the other is on coffee monkey duty. Work it out between yourselves. Uh, I got freight elevator. Oh, you always call freight elevator. (laughs) Too slow, is it? Incoming message from the advisory committee. Oh, wonderful. Well, better get it over with. What do they... Well, wait. Who are you? Oh, I'm Ensign Cameron, sir. I was assigned to the fairgrounds about a week ago. I was working the switchboard in Yid 38 before I got transferred to the bridge this morning. But I'm originally from Earth. New York City, actually. I was an account executive for a major advertising firm, and I was six months away from marrying the man of my dreams. When it turned out, he was more of a frog than a prince. And by that, I mean I found him in bed with my maid of honor, and her sister, and my sister, and the technician who waxes my mustache. Anyway, I got really drunk one night and signed on with League Forces without even caring where I might end up, and... Yeah, wow. Fairgrounds. I'm actually feeling a little bit of culture shock here. I just don't know how I'm going to adjust to the small town vibe of this place after so many years in the big city. I see. That's a lot of backstory I really didn't need, but welcome aboard, Ensign. So, the message from the Fugulnari. Oh, right. It says your presence is required on the bridge for a mandatory briefing commencing in five minutes. They require my presence on the bridge where I already am. Where I always am, in fact, because every time I try to go somewhere else, some fakakta crisis drags me right back down here. Which they should know perfectly well, because for the last couple of months, every single one of those crises have been their fault. That's the message, Commander. It's got a big do not reply on it. Am I late? Late for what, Frawl? For your... what's the word? Pissy fit? Yes. That will do. Would you like to discuss the Fuganari's latest request? What is there to discuss? The committee requires my presence on the bridge. So here I am. On the bridge. 
which was where you had every intention of remaining before receiving their message. But now that you've been ordered to do so, you're extremely irritated about it. Exactly. Apparently, I'm about to be briefed on yet another request from our Fugulnari advisors, which will no doubt be yet another absurdly elaborate and unenforceable policy initiative, like that gravity rationing fiasco. It is curious that a species so obsessed with efficiency would adopt such labyrinthine and impractical stratagems in pursuit of that end. An enterprising xenopsychologist would no doubt find Fulganari quite a fertile field of study. Well, I'm finding them a huge leafy pain in the butt. <sighs> Do you happen to know the reason for this meeting? Yes, sir. Well? What is it? Just another petty annoyance or something worse? Because if they're planning anything particularly atrocious, I want to hear about it right now. Even a couple minutes advance warning would be better than nothing. No, sir. I believe petty annoyance would be the most accurate descriptor for your upcoming instructions from the Fulganari. Although there will be some long-term repercussions to this conversation that would not be readily apparent to a four-dimensional being, such as yourself, so I would strongly suggest that you do your best to contain your own annoyance and... Keep your powder dry for the nonce. All right. You should be able to manage that. Gotten plenty of practice working alongside our new friends. Another couple months of this and I should have the galaxy's most impressive poker face. If you'd care to implement that poker face, Commander, I'm always up for a few friendly hands of seven-card stud. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought you enjoyed the occasional game of chance, sir. I do, Lieutenant, as you know perfectly well. But it stops being a game of chance as soon as you get involved. Hey there, Commander. Lieutenant. Am I late? Late for what? I got some message about a mandatory briefing. What? The Fuglenari are just ordering civilians around now? I thought they were at least pretending that the League was still in charge around here. Well, I don't know who else got one of these, but apparently being the senior employee at, you know, means I've been officially designated a significant human non-crew thought leader. Even if I've got exactly one other employee to be senior too. So now I guess that means my presence is required for this... whatever it is. Well, good news. You're right on time for the whatever it is. Have a seat. Am I late, Commander? Seriously, did you guys plan this? No, you're not late. And what would you be not late for? There's no way the Fugonari decided you were a thought leader. Oh, uh, no, I'm here representing the robot union. Really? They chose you to represent them. I thought they barely tolerated you. Well, yeah, which is why I wasn't at the meeting to call not it when the question of electing a Fugonari liaison came up. Ah. Commander, not to interrupt, but Alpha will be arriving on the bridge in roughly 15 seconds. Oh, crap. Attention, everyone, we've got a code mob. Repeat, code oh, mob. Oh, Code mob? What does that mean? Just close just, your eyes. Just look at the floor. Do not look in the direction Don't of the doorway. Don't look at him, whatever you do. What is it? It's the friendliest sapient to ever make you fill your drawers and screaming abject terror is what it is. 
eyes on the floor! Do not, under any circumstances, look in the direction of the Iltorian! Iltorian? Season's greetings to all on the bridge! A merry holiday that is not to be spoken of to you, Commander Minditoriana! A happy Hanukkah to you, Lieutenant Commander Frelinburar! And a joyous and thoroughly secular month of December to you, Mr. Hardy Fox Fornes of WSS! Oh, and of course a Merry Christmas and Happy Yalda to Friend John! If you are wishing to know the cause of Althar's visiting, the answer is simple. Althar is making delivery of invitation to his second annual party of Christmas at the Electric Egg. It is to be hoped that the festivity of his previous party of Christmas will be equaled or even exceeded, and the deadly peril greatly reduced. Yeah. yeah. Last year's party was something all right. Trapped in the egg, surrounded by rampaging vent fighters, waiting for the power core to implode. What a hoot! Well, thank you for the invitation, Althar. I'm sure we'll all try and make it. But, uh, we've got a meeting scheduled right about now, so... Oh! Then Althar will depart before he causes the unpleasant expulsion of digestive fluids. This is not at all conducive to the meetings. Unless they are being held on Emeticon 12. <laughs> Digestive fluid? Eyes on the floor, noob! He's almost gone! But Arthur must reiterate before he is departing that you will all be most welcomed at the second annual Christmas party of Elthar tomorrow night at Chip Frinka's Electric Egg from 24 o'clock until the bovines return to their domiciles. Alvar wishes you a meeting most productive, Commander, and happy holidays or lack thereof to you all. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, bud. All right. Belay that code, Mav. We're clear. Excuse me, Commander, but... What's that? That, Ensign, was Alvar. The only Iltorian on the fairgrounds. Well... The only Iltorian anywhere in human space for reasons that should be obvious. He lives up on Olive One with John here, and he likes to wander around the station being extremely polite and helpful while making any human who accidentally catches sight of him lose their lunch. If they're lucky. To be fair, he's a lot better at keeping out of sight than he used to be. We worked out a whole bunch of different strategies. Well, if you could convince him to add staying the hell off the bridge to those strategies, I, for one, would appreciate it. You've got an Iltorian living out here? Wow. The rat race back on Earth is starting to look a lot more attractive all of a sudden. Eh, Althar's not so bad once you get the hang of how to exist in the general vicinity without your digestive system doing the asthma-chasma. And he is the nicest zoo you're ever gonna meet, hands down. But, uh, you should definitely keep your hands up. At least until you learn how to lock down your eye movements. One on either side of the face, like this. It, it helps. Okay. Thanks. All right. Now that that's dealt with, let's move on to the slightly less disgusting portion of my workday. This briefing nonsense. Wasn't that supposed to have started by now? Ugh. Dormer! Yes, sir? A double latte stat. If I have to sit through another lecture on performance metrics by a poor man's mustard, I'm going to need a caffeine boost. Attention! 
calling from? I don't know, Commander. It looks like they overrode the comm system. I didn't patch them through. We hear you loud and clear, but uh, whom am I addressing? It's me, sweetie, Mrs. Frondernax. Speaking on behalf of the entire committee, of course. Did you like my deep authoritative voice? There's a button that says Voice of Doom on the system's controls. Isn't that fun? Hilarious. Dry powder, sir. So, uh, does the committee have any new requests for station command, or were you just testing out your system settings? Oh, well, yes, I mainly wanted to make sure that our override was working correctly, and it is. Now we'll be able to make announcements all over the station without having to bother the comms desk about it. Won't that be nice? Super. But I suppose there are a few things I might as well pass on while I've got you all there. Let me see now. Uh, hmm. Hang on, why do you have us all here? We don't normally come to the bridge unless something's on fire, which is actually pretty often, but still. Oh, well, Zomtanex pointed out at the last committee meeting that some of our suggestions weren't getting disseminated to the public in a particularly timely fashion. It can sometimes take whole days for a policy change to make its way through station command to the general public. And that's not very efficient, is it? So we're going to be trying out a few different adjustments to our information dispersal methods. This comms override is the most essential component of that, of course. But I also thought we should get some other channels of communication going, and appoint a few civilian facilitators to help disseminate our suggestions among the general population. Sort of a parallel processing thing, yes? I'm sure the robot union representative knows what I'm talking about. The robot union representative has arrived, haven't they? Oh, uh, I'm actually the robot union representative. What? But you're made of meat. Oh, well, never mind that now. Let's move on to the action items for today, shall we? One, it has been brought to our attention that some humans have been asking robots to carry them around the station after their compliance facilitation pedometers have hit their daily limit. Now, this is definitely not in the spirit of the excess movement reduction guidelines. So we'd like the union to be aware that if this sort of nonsense continues, we may be forced to take a good hard look at the amount of power that's allocated to your charging stations. You're clearly receiving more than you need if you have enough energy left over to be hauling humans hither and yon. I guess I can pass that on at the next union meeting, but you're probably not going to like the response. There's nothing robots hate more than being told what to do. Even when what you're telling them to do is their actual job. Well, in that case, Commander, I suggest you make more of an effort to impress on the human population just how important it is that they adhere to their daily movement limit. Because if these shenanigans keep up, we'll have no choice but to activate the pedometer's tracking chips. Tracking chips? Oh, yes! We took the precaution of including a small location transmitter in each of the pedometers. So if you people insist on making it difficult to measure how much you're moving around, we'll just have to activate the trackers and measure where it is you're moving around to. A lot of 
humans would consider that an intolerable invasion of privacy, Mrs. Frondrenax. Well, of course we had hoped that your cooperation would make the tracking chips unnecessary. That's why they're not active already. But if you can't ensure compliance with the movement guidelines, well... I'll see what I can do. Oh, I suppose that's all we can ask, isn't it? All right, moving along. You should have all heard the announcement about the new recreational guidelines, yes? So I won't need to re-rake that. Oh, but just as a side note, you'll never guess who's currently at the top of the official fairground staring contest ladder. <laughs> Little old me. And to generate interest in the sport, I'm taking on any and all challengers for the rest of the week, regardless of rank. So if any of you want to try your luck, just let me know. Hang on, how does someone with no eyes win a staring contest? Strees, kid. You want the meeting to last all day? Just let it go. Duly noted, Mrs. Frondrenax. Was there anything else you needed? No, I think that... Oh! Just one more teensy policy adjustment. The restrictions on nutritional materials, such as grass-fed beef, gentian root derivatives, and goulash, of course, remain in effect. But we have one addition to the no-no list. Potatoes. What? Well, you know, potatoes. Starchy tubers of the genus Solanum? I believe that exclamation was an indication of surprise rather than a request for clarification, Mrs. Fondrenax. All three humans present are familiar with potatoes. In fact, just about every human is inordinately fond of potatoes. Ah, well, be that as it may, potatoes of all kinds are, as of this announcement, banned for human consumption. And anyone caught eating, frying, baking, mashing, smashing, or julianning any varietal of potato will be taken into custody. So much for my end-of-shift bacon cheddar skins. Command reads you loud and clear, Mrs. Frondrenax, so if that's everything... Yes, I think that... Oh, no, that's not all. Silly me, I was saving the best for last, and then I almost went and forgot it entirely. <laughs> it is my great pleasure to invite you all, on behalf of the Fogelnari Human Friendship Advisory Committee, to what we're calling our Christmas on Fogelnar Holiday Party, which will take place tomorrow night at 23.30 in the Gimel 8 Hydroponic Park. And I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you there. Oh, well, thanks for the invitation, Mrs. Epp. I'll see if I can make it. Oh, aren't you just the sweetest? No, no, this isn't an RSVP sort of situation. It's a requirement. The Christmas on Fugelnar party is in fact mandatory for all station crew not on active duty. Mandatory? Dry powder, sir. Mandatory! Fine, then I guess I will see you there, Mrs. Frondrenax. Indeed you will, Commander. Oh, I'm just so excited. It's going to be quite the blowout. Uh, but that's just for the crew, right? Not us? Oh, I keep forgetting. You two are actually subcontractors, aren't you? That's right, so we don't have to show up then. Well, you do now. I just added you to the list. Great. Thanks a lot, kid. All right, then. I'll sign off and let you get back to work. Oh, wait, hold on. 
We'll all be spending tomorrow night together, suffering through the Fugalnari version of Christmas cheer. Wonderful. As if a Christmas party on its own wasn't painful enough. And it's at the same time as Althar's party, too. Oh, right. Poor kid. He's going to be crushed if no one shows up. He's been talking about this for weeks. I hope at least some of the guest list hasn't been roped into this Fugalnari thing. I do feel bad for him, but I have to admit that not having to dodge an Iltorian all night is more of a plus for me. What has me a lot more concerned is the Fugalnari seizing control of the comms system, which is the kind of news I'd normally react to by downing an entire tray of warm, comforting tater tots, but now that's straight down the disposal chute. Dormer, where's that latte? Uh, coming right up, sir. Commander, I'm still trying to figure out how the Listen, Fugalnari- Listen, what are you doing? Jones's twitchy whiskers. What have you done? I needed that caffeine. Oh my god, I'm such a klutz. Here, let me help you. Oh, that's okay. I'm fine. It's okay. Way to go, Candy. Please, let me help you mop it up. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know your name. Bill. Bill Dormer. And you're, uh... Ensign Cameron? Call me Candy. Okay, Candy. Um. Uh. Uh. So. You're new, right? How, how do you like the fairgrounds? Well. Apart from this code mop business, it seems okay. I don't really know anyone here, so I'm still adjusting. I love how much you all love Christmas, though. Oh. It's one of my favorite uh, holidays. Yeah. Totally. I'm a real jeepster for Christmas. Potatoes, Commander? Potatoes! I'm sure I don't need to remind you that the two top-selling appetizers at the egg are potato skins and poutine! Yes. Yes. I know all about your poutine, Frankel. It looks like potatoes are just another sad casualty of the new normal. I just barely got the smell out after the last Fulganari efficiency experiment. And now this? These new regs are completely out of control. I don't disagree. But as a League of Humans officer, there's not a lot I can do about it. You, on the other hand, are technically operating outside of the League's jurisdiction. You can probably get away with keeping poutine on the menu, if that's really the hill you want to die on. Not literally, it isn't. Besides which, they're already impounding potato shipments at inbound freight. How do you expect me to stay open when every day there's another type of food on the forbidden list? Yeah, it seems like all our rights are getting whittled away by these leafy greens. Who ordered the garden salad with repression dressing on the side? I fear this is just the tip of the iceberg. Looks like we might have to take radish coal action. I hope no one gets roughaged up. All right, all right. That's enough, gentlemen. And Frawl? Chip, I understand your concerns, but my orders from Earth are to cooperate with the committee, so that's what I'm going to do. Until I can't anymore. But if I do end up resigning my commission in protest, it's going to be over something a little more momentous than root vegetables. 
Sorry. And as for the rest of you, let's keep the snarky plant comments to a minimum on the bridge. The walls have ears. Or leaves. Whatever the Fuglenari here with, you know what I mean. Fine. Thanks for nothing, Commander. If anyone needs me, I'll be in my office rewriting the dinner menu again. Hey, Frankel, hold on a sec. What do you want, HF? I just... This feels... I don't know, really bad? Like, badder than the bad we had yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah. But the commander was right about one thing. It's probably not too smart to talk about it here. You never know which decorative ficus is going to turn out to be a committee member. Good point. Okay, tell you what. When you get back to the egg, tell D you want to go see the circus at uh, 1420 this afternoon. She'll know what I'm talking about. But don't mention this to anyone else. Understand? What? When did my life become a cheap spy hollow? Look, you want to speak freely or not? The circus. 1420. Got it? Okay. Okay, fine. I've got it. I'll see you then. Hey, uh, Candy? Since you're new here, maybe maybe I could show you around? Like, we could maybe grab lunch at the Electric Egg and, um, get to know each other a little bit? I mean, even without the poutine, which was really good, it's still a great place to relax after a hard shift. Yeah, I'd love to. Great. I'll meet you at the egg at, say, 15.30? Okay. See you then. Dormer, I better have a brand new latte in my hand in the next two minutes. Yes, sir. Right away. Hey, wait. You dropped this when we... Oh, he's gone. Well, I guess I should just hold on to it for now. I'm sure it's a safety violation to leave a neuro damper lying around. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one way. <laughs> What's wrong, children? Aren't you excited for your gifts from Santa? But, but Santa's not coming. How will he get all the way out to the Oort Cloud? We're too far away from Earth's North Pole! It's just not fuel efficient for him to get all those toys out of Earth's gravity well. <laughs> this holiday season, give your kids in space the Christmas on Earth they've always wanted. Santa's elves aren't like the kind on Tethys! They require oxygen. This <laughs> <Christmas> is ruined. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Santa? Is that snow? That's right, kids. No matter where you live with Galactiflurries, you can have a good old-fashioned Earth-style snowball fight. Oh, oh, no, you don't. With just one bowl of liquid H2O and one packet of new Galactiflurries, you'll have enough snow to frolic like Earthers have for millennia, regardless of your local climate or atmospheric composition. 
Oh boy, I'm gonna make a snowman. I'm gonna make snow angels. Galact to Flurries, bringing that cold, damp staple of Christmas to children of all species throughout the galaxy. So let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. This, this is, is the best Christmas ever. Galact to Flurries may cause skin rashes, nausea, and diarrhea in susceptible species. Do not use Galact to Flurries in an enclosed space of less than 50 cubic meters. Do not activate Galact to Flurries without adequate ventilation. In some cases, tentacles may desiccate on contact. Consult your physician if you experience blurred vision, burning pain, redness of the ocular organs, or prolonged spasms of the xylem. Do not use galactoflurries if you are allergic to galactoflurries. Do not under any circumstances drink, absorb, or osmose snowmelt. Seek emergency medical services if consumed internally. Tunnel vision, bladder infections, mild seizures, and numinous disquietude are common side effects amongst water-breathing species. Merry Christmas, Santa! <laughs> Merry Christmas to all the children of the galaxy! Ho, ho, ho! Commander Toriana seemed less than enthusiastic about enforcing the movement guidelines for Andronax. And this isn't the first time we've had to deal with her dragging her roots when it comes to following the committee's directives. It may be time to arrange for a replacement. Oh, I wouldn't say so, Elkinsarts. Not just yet, anyway. But we simply cannot secure the fairgrounds with this constant disregard from station command. Surely there are dozens of humans we could appoint to the position of commander who would be more than capable of pruning the local population into shape? Oh, of course there are. But remember, I've been on the fairgrounds longer than anyone, and I've had plenty of opportunities to observe the rather, well, unique management challenges it presents. The ongoing disobedience among the humans is certainly a pressing issue, of course. You won't hear me say otherwise. But it will be the least of our problems if this place explodes, or fills up with foam, or shuts down entirely under a general robot strike. No, I say we're better off with Toriana in place, despite the attitude problem. Loyalty can be earned, after all, but competence is a lot harder to come by, especially all the way out here. I suppose you have a point. Very well, I'll defer to your judgment for yeah. now. But if we don't see an attitude adjustment for the commander in the near future, we'll have to do some repotting. This insubordination cannot continue. Oh, yes, I agree completely. But I'm sure the commander can be brought around to embracing the beauty of the plant way. Perhaps I can have a chat with her at the Christmas party. You know, in a less official atmosphere. And show her everything she's been missing out on. Yes, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. I still don't understand the point of this Christmas business. Well, it's a very popular holiday among the humans. And a few other species have started adopting it as well. So we ought to participate in some fashion. Surely we can merely allow them to engage in whatever festivity they desire within the limits set by the friendship agreement? What do we gain by debasing ourselves with some garish pageantry? It's basic public relations, Oakensarks. From a purely psychological standpoint, all these new rules and restrictions, necessary though they may be to the ultimate cause of transcendent galactic unity, are, well, frosting the humans' buds just a bit. Hosting a party for one of their holidays will show them that we're not just a bunch of party excavators out to ruin everyone's fun. And Christmas is the perfect choice! Not only does it already include a number of plant-centric traditions, but it provokes a sense of warmth 
and happiness that induces humans to willingly endure all kinds of annoyances they'd never tolerate at any other time of year. So I say we get ourselves a piece of that. And you really believe this Christmas party will be enough to distract the humans from the introduction of the Sudotsuga Squad? That's what's so perfect about it. Evergreens are already a central component of the Christmas tradition. All the squad has to do is gussy themselves up a bit, and they'll fit right in. No human would think twice about seeing a few extra conifers around this time of year, even if they'd heard about the Pseudo-Suga's reputation somehow. And you're sure of this? Mm -hmm. What if the humans do manage to figure it out? Well... That's exactly the kind of problem we're bringing in the galaxy's most ruthless gang of highly trained assassins to handle, isn't it? It is. Whereas entertaining the public by dancing about covered in dangly ornaments definitely is not. Are you sure they'll be up for this pageant business? Oh, leave that to me. I know how to whip my performers into shape. The Christmas on Fugulnar pageant is going to make quite an impression, believe me. I'm sure it's all anyone will be talking about for weeks. I'm still not entirely convinced this is a good idea for Andronax, but I'm willing to water it and see what sprouts. Very well. Christmas on Fugulnar it is. Excellent! Now, if you'll excuse me, I should get going. I've got several staring bouts scheduled for this afternoon, and it wouldn't do to be late. I've got a title to protect, after all. Of course. Good work, Frondronax, and good luck. So how did Althar take the news about being banned from staring contests? He hasn't said anything about it, but yeah, it does seem a little pointed to specifically mention Eltorians aren't allowed to participate. It's not like he doesn't know it would be massively unfair for him to compete against a human. But how is any of it fair, really? What about the species that don't even have eyes? Mrs. Frondrenax could just fall asleep during a match and we'd never know the difference. <laughs> Maybe we should petition to get the Iltorian ban lifted. Set up a steel cage staring match between Althar and Mrs. F. He does have a seemingly limitless supply of patience. He might be able to put up a good fight. Yeah, but we'd have to rig the whole tournament to make sure he'd never get matched up against a human. Eh, it could be worth the collateral damage. I mean, I don't love keeping my eyes glued to the floor when he's around, but he's still one of my best customers. Non-humans love to have him around, and any human who gets a glimpse of him tends to want several stiff drinks afterwards to help them cope with the experience. Win-win. Nah, I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Prolonged visual exposure to Wiltorians can have lasting effects on the human brain. Studies have been done. Seriously? <laughs> what kind of shrimp gigglers actually volunteered for that? Well, this was right after first contact, before we knew that, yes, literally every human reacts to Wiltorians the same way, and yes, it really is that bad, no matter how much of a hard case you think you are. Right, there's always some dumb jacker who just hopped off a galaxy budgie from Earth and thinks it'll be fine if they just take a quick peek. Which is one of the many reasons the egg's mop bucket spends more time out of the storage closet than in. Exactly. <clears throat> and you know, Earth Central was really expecting humanity to be a major player in the ICSB, which was definitely not going to happen if none of us could sit down across the table from the galaxy's top diplomats without losing our lunch. So they were offering some pretty hefty financial incentives to anyone willing to give it a shot. So what did they find out? Okay, 
So we all know from experience that just a glimpse causes a visceral panic response leading to intense nausea and or loss of control of the excretory functions. And there's no building up tolerance. I can vouch for that personally. But after six straight seconds eye contact, you start sweating like you have a fever of 105 for 24 hours. Oof. 12 seconds? You lose your memory for an entire week. You don't remember anything you do for the next week? No, the past week gets wiped. You should look it up, it's some pretty freaky stuff. Basically, your brain determines that whatever it is you just went through is so traumatic that it doesn't want the slightest trace of it hanging around in your hippocampus. But a whole week? Yeah, the going theory is that your brain wants to make sure it wipes anything that has the remotest possibility of serving as a reminder of the experience. So what happened to the test subjects after that? How long did they go? I think they got up to 19 seconds before the Eltorians pulled the plug. At that point, the poor Zood permanently lost their ability to do simple math and became ambidextrous, on top of the memory dump. Ambidextrous? That might not be such a bad idea, John. Think about your pool game. Then you're welcome to try it yourself. I'm not rewiring my brain for the sake of the egg's trophy case. Although, there have been a few weeks here on the fairgrounds that might have had me considering the memory wipe option if I'd known about it. I have to say, I'm impressed that anyone managed to keep their eyes on the Notorian that long. Well, they were immobilized for the experiment, obviously. Willpower only goes so far. Okay, so speaking of memory loss, why'd you want to meet us all the way out here again? I just thought it would be good to get together someplace we can all talk without worrying about any leafy listeners. Mm -hmm. And I've been spending a lot of time here in the between-deck spaces lately, for obvious reasons. <laughs> That's right, girl. Good girl. Who's my little fugitive from herbaceous justice, hmm? You are. Yes, you are. Not that I'm not pleased to see Miss Sophie alive and well, but what exactly did you want to talk about? Okay. It's not necessarily something I could put my finger on, but I'm worried this whole Fugonari friendship business is headed somewhere really ugly. It's not just all these weird new regulations, it's everything. Don't you feel like all this is escalating, like something really bad is about to go down? Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, if the Fugs did something that bad, the ICSB would step in, wouldn't they? Sure. We still have basic sapient rights. There are rules. The committee can't just do whatever they want. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very logical. Thing is, Mrs. F was trying to play it cool during that briefing we got dragged to on the bridge today. But I got the distinct sense the Fugs are getting impatient. Maybe even impatient enough to throw logic right out the airlock. Like they thought taking over the human government meant all the rest of us would just fall in line. And finding out humans don't work that way has fried their circuit board something fierce. Or whatever the plant equivalent of that is. I think they're flailing right now, and that's what worries me. Like with this Christmas on Fuglnar thing. Yeah, I don't know how they think that's going to help. Ordering everyone to show up at your party is pretty much guaranteed to produce the opposite of holiday cheer. Wait, 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 wait. We've been ordered to go to a Christmas party? This is the first I've heard about it. When is this? Tomorrow night. Oh. But you're off the hook. It's only mandatory for the crew. And us, thanks to the kid's big mouth. I already said I was sorry, HF. Oh, that's a relief. Althar's rented the egg tomorrow night for his Christmas shindig, and I really don't want to give up that extra income. Mobius fries made up like 40% of our appetizer sales. I need to offset my losses somehow. 
Yeah, but like I said, the whole crew is going to be stuck in Gimelade at the Fugue's party, so I wouldn't count on much of your guest list actually showing up. Nerds! Do you know how much of that Galactiflurry-shness is cluttering up my storeroom right now? I had this whole Winter Wonderland theme planned. Then you should be thanking the Fugues for poaching your guests. You know how toxic that stuff is? Well, I mean, there's a warning on the label, but I didn't... It would have taken out everything in the aquarium if so much as a flake got in there, for starters. And anyone else whose skin, exoskeleton, or mucosal shielding doesn't play nice with chlorine. Which is, you know, most species in the galaxy. Way to go, Hefe. Crap. You're sure? You don't convince water molecules to crystallize at room temperature without getting something hinky involved in the process. Count yourself lucky it's just chlorine and not ice nine. Aw, nerds, that means I can't even put it in drinks. I thought I could use the leftovers instead of getting one of those crazy expensive Taylor frozen drinks machines. Well, lethal to most species means not lethal to some, right? With all the different types you get in the egg, someone's got to be able to ingest chlorine. The Drugiax. Good call, John. No offense, Chip, but I don't give a modular flip about the egg's Christmas party. It's the Fugue's party I'm worried about. Something about insisting the entire crew has to be there feels... ominous. What do you think is gonna happen? I know things are bad, but I can't picture Mrs. F actually hurting anyone. She hurts me every day. No steak, no goulash, no potatoes. Not to downplay your situation, Chip, but I think HF's concerns are a little more existentially pressing. It could be nothing, but... It just feels like there's some other reason they want us all there together. I have no idea what it could be, but I feel like a fly being introduced to my new buddy Venus. And he's a fly trap. Well, from the way Mrs. F was talking about the party, it seemed like she was organizing a lot of it personally. And she lives right next door to me, and our maintenance credentials let us override the door locks in case of emergency. We could pop into her place and take a quick look around, See if there's anything there that would let us know if there's an ulterior motive for this party? Hypothetically speaking, of course. Hypothetically speaking, right. If we found a way to disable our step counters. According to her, they've got built-in tracking chips, which probably means every step we take is being logged. If they look at those logs and see us stepping around in Mrs. F's apartment, I get the feeling they're not going to stop at a stiff fine and a stern talking to. Oh, I think I've got a workaround for that. Stella and I have been doing some experimenting with anti-grav units, and- Oh! TMI, kid! How many times do I have to tell you? I'm glad you two are enjoying yourself, but keep the details to yourself! Not that kind of experimenting. I'm just saying, if the pedometers only log our movements when we take a step, then I have a way to avoid triggering them. It would just require a little practice. Hypothetically. In this hypothetical, does Mrs. F still have the weird ability to sneak around unseen and blend in anywhere? <sighs> she does. How long do you think you'd need to get in and out of her place? Hypothetically. Right. Maybe ten minutes to hack the door console to make sure there's no record of us using the emergency access and then however long we'd need to look around in there, which it's hard to say. I've never seen the inside of her suite. It could be a literal jungle in there. Yeah, I've got you covered. What? 
I can guarantee that Mrs. F will be tied up tonight at 21.30 for at least an hour and a half. How? Peanut brittle is a hell of a drug. Hypothetically. Right. And so, in their infinite wisdom, the first and last annual Galactic Fair Committee decided that some of the Historobots should also be equipped to provide wise-cracking companionship to any visitors who were feeling lonely, unsure, and in need of a brassy, quirky sidekick. And they never bothered removing that subroutine after the place was mothballed, so here I am. Ready to further your quest for personal and romantic fulfillment. What's up? Wow. I didn't think my day could get better, but when I met you, Judy Greerbot, that changed in a heartbeat. I mean, new place, new job, new gal pal, Christmas time, and maybe even a new guy? What? New what? Who is he? Girl, you better spill it or I swear to God I'll zap you with this neurodamper to yours rigid as a rodad and not the way Camille Cladell liked it. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. I just met you ten minutes ago, and that seems kind of forward, don't you think? There's usually a getting-to-know-you phase before you get to the casual threats of violence level of friendship. Yeah, sorry. It's a hazard of the archetype. You don't get quirky without a soupçon of crazy thrown in there, but I'll do my best to keep it to a minimum, okay? So, who's the guy? Well, he's with Fairground Security. That's his neurodamper, actually. He dropped it on the bridge when we first ran into each other. Literally. Ooh, I love a man in uniform. Is he the tall, rugged type? Um, not exactly. I'd say he's the mid-sized, slightly squishy type. But that's okay. After Ethan, I realized that handsome, complicated men just aren't my speed. Ethan had too many bridesmaids on his dance card, right? Ugh, those human city slickers are all the same, girl. Yeah, challenge, sister! Please desist, madam. I'm trying to enjoy my weeble flonker in peace. Forget Ethan. I'm putting that all behind me. It's my first Christmas on the fairgrounds. Let's get a couple more eggnogs. Oh, uh, they're not eggnogs. These are my patented Mertmeg depth charges. Well, patent pending. Now you're talking! Oh, there's Bill now. Hey, Dormer! Over here! Wow. I don't think Slightly Squishy covers it. Look at that gut. Like he's smuggling a kickball. Could you pull down your quirky slider a couple more notches, Robot? I really like this one. Oh, fine. Hi, Candy. Hi, Bill. Have a seat. I was just talking about you to my new friend here, Judy Greerbot. Hey. Oh, um, yeah, we've met, actually. You're the one who swam in the chocolate fountain at the Cadaver Lodge, right? I escorted you out. Oh, right. Nice to see you. You look good. Listen, Candy Cane, I'm going to leave you two alone. Have fun, okay? Hey. And call me later. I want to hear all the dirty, dainty details. What are you staring at? Haven't you ever seen a gorgeous independent woman? Okay, bye. Boy, she is a hoot, huh? Yeah, she's, she's great. A little quirky for my taste, but, uh, yeah. So, how do you like the electric egg? It's pretty popular. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time here. We're actually 
banned from the place when we're on duty. So uh, I think we're okay. I don't see the owner around, but if we get kicked out, that's why. I, I probably should have suggested somewhere else. Sorry. No, I love it. Especially the Christmas decoration. So much tinsel, like a winter wonderland. I love Christmas so much, don't you? Oh, to be honest, I'm uh, not a big fan of Christmas, really. Not a fan? But Christmas is the greatest holiday ever. Christmas is a time when people come together and put their petty differences aside to enjoy the simple, important things in life. Family, friendship, food. Uh, All my Christmas memories involve my family screaming at each other over the dinner table. Eating, laughing, singing. Oh, let's sing. Do you know any Christmas carols? Um, no. Oh, sure you do. How about the first Noel? The first Noel the angels did say. Uh, Candy, I I don't think that's a good idea. They've already got a singer. Oh, come on, Bill. Get into the holiday spirit. Was he certain poor shepherds in the field Yikes, he's really making a racket. If Chipper here, he would definitely put the kibosh on this, but, eh, check it. He's on break anyway. I guess it is kind of fun. Oh, is this one of those Christmas songs? What's it about? I don't know, something about getting laid in a field? You know what humans are like. Wow, we got a holiday for everything. I'm gonna download the lyrics, hold on. Where did the boss run off to anyway? He was super vague about it. Yeah, I think he was taking him to a show or something. Just before the top of Cycle Mush? Right. And the Gentle Beans parlor is still full up with that staring podcast crowd. We're gonna end up in the weeds for sure. And clocking in at a record-breaking 131 minutes, your former and still current champion, Mrs. Frondrenax, has won her third straight staring bout of the day. Wow! That was a barn burner, wasn't it, folks? Clint Eastwood Buck! Do you have any comments about your defeat? She's a fierce competitor, all right. That plant can stare. You bet your branch collars I can. If you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. That's super! Anything else, champ? Oh, if anyone else wants to take me on, well, I say bring it. Oh, I'm all fired up. If you think you've got what it takes, the staring contest signups will be open all week. Just log on to the Recreation Department's Hefnet site to announce your desire for public humiliation. I will eat your faces! You don't even have to beat me! Ready? I think so. Let's do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, HF, easy. Find your balance, straight back. Good. Okay, now I'm gonna let go of your hands, and then if you just lean forward gently... There you go. Hey! (laughs) I'm moving! This is great! Whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa! Lamp! Ah! Sorry, kid. Eh, don't worry about it. You're already picking this up a lot faster than I did. By the end of my first lesson with Stella, this place looked like curtain call at an experimental theater piece. Okay, why don't we try again? Remember, the anti-grav units... You know, kid, they're not actually anti-grav... ...will move you in the direction you're leaning as long as you've positioned your feet correctly. Ready? And... go! 
And find your stance. Good. And lean forward. Hey! Now stop. And go. And stop. Hey, I think I'm getting the hang of it. This is great. I feel like some kind of superhero. And more importantly, we've got ourselves a form of transportation that involves no sudden movements. As long as we're careful, we can go wherever we want in these things without triggering our pedometers at all. You're sure about that? Definitely. Sanitation's been using this little trick for over a week. As long as no one actually sees us, we're golden. Yeah, about that. Um, here's the thing, kid. If we get caught, I don't think we'll be able to fast-talk the committee a second time. And that might mean a one-way trip out the airlock. So, if you'd rather just wait here and let me do this alone, I'll understand. No, I'm in. You're right, something about this Christmas party just seems off. And hey, even if it turns out that the party is just a party, it couldn't hurt to know more about what the committee's got planned. Well, it definitely could end up hurting quite a bit if they find out about this, but yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Alright, Chip should have Mrs. F good and busy by now. So, I think it's time. Let's roll. Or, you know, float. It's, it's, it's actually not that dramatic. 
this time. I still. keep time. Yes! Only the saving stones, the beach! Spirit Traveler! Spirit Traveler! Pull that sheeness unraveling. The soft alpaca pullover of time. A rebirth of... No! No! Stop! Not! Snuggles! Let way lies! Forbidden. One and with eyes open. I open. No burrowing with my eyes open. There must be my open. My purpose. Your eyes on my mission. Your eyes are open. My eyes are open. 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 Always. Is to keep them open. I remember now. You remember now. Chef, how long do you think this is going to take? I mean, there's not a lot of foot traffic here by the diplomatic quarters, but if someone does happen to come along, we're probably frilled. Well, we're definitely frilled if I can't cover our tracks in the door log here. So just keep your coveralls on, okay, kid? I think I've almost got it. it should just be another couple... A couple of... Ah! There it is! Let's go. Wow. This is... I don't know what I expected a plant's apartment would look like, but Nimbus Tech Dorm Common Room was definitely not high on my list of possibilities. I guess it makes sense, though. She's got her pot to sit around in. What would she need furniture for? Or she just put her entire home decorating budget into this entertainment system. Look at the size of that screen. 
Not to mention all this schness hooked up to it. I think she's got a player for literally every format in the galaxy here. Some of these I've never even heard of. Innovox? Turbinola? Hilbertex? Hang on. What was that last one? Hilbertex. Why? That's no entertainment module, kid. That's a quantum tangler. She's set up to make interstellar calls in here. Maybe for emergency orders from Fuglnar? Wow. Welp, that's officially the most expensive thing I've ever touched in my entire life. And now I am putting it down carefully and backing away slowly. That tells us they've got one hell of a budget for this operation. But we probably could have guessed as much. Doesn't look like there's anything else to see in here. Let's check out the bedroom. Okay, this is a little more like what I was expecting. Potting soil, a few backup planters. Nice hydration setup she's got going. Oh, what's this over here? Looks like some kind of shrine. To a DeLorean? Wow, look at all those butts. It's like a chair's eye view of a nudist camp. The awesomest of Steve's. Gone but not forgotten. Huh, with a heart around it. That's... I want to say it's sweet, but also super creepy. Is there a word for that? Not in English, but the Karuti call it Garflark Mixar Batty Zippy. Hmm, good to know. It looks like the bedroom's another washout. Nerds. Guess we should check out the kitchen next? I mean, that's not where I'd keep my incriminating evidence, but you never know. Hang on, this layout doesn't make sense. Our apartment has another couple of rooms behind where this wall would be. Oh, a secret room! Now we're talking! Well, maybe. I mean, there's no guarantee that whatever's back there is connected to this apartment. This is the fairgrounds. For all we know, it's just a mothballed Froyo stand or something. Still, it's the best lead we've got so far. Alright, if it is a secret room, she's got to have some way of getting back there. But there's no door, so... These wall panels look like they might be able to slide open. I don't see any kind of control console, though. If it's voice activated, we might as well give up now. Oh, maybe it's a secret switch, like an ungulate man. <laughs> Remember that one? He twists the antler on the stuffed reindeer in his study, and then whoosh! The whole wall would slide back to reveal his crime-fighting lab full of high-tech equipment and giant lighted lucite maps of Phobos. <laughs> that was great. Maybe? I don't see anything unusual in here except for the butt shrine, though. You can poke around there if you want. I'll pass. Where's your spirit of adventure, kid? Oof <laughs> to the rescue! Hold up. That chair... What about it? Looks like a perfectly normal occasional chair. It's a normal chair for a human apartment, yeah, but it's the only piece of furniture we've seen in here. What if... Holy cats, it worked! We've discovered Mrs. F's... empty storage room? Ah, crap. I really thought we were onto something there for a second. Yeah, it looks like there's nothing in here except for these empty packing cases. Or, let me see, Proflagro 3000 High Volume Pinaceae Planters. There's about a dozen of these, but the picture on the box doesn't look anything like her pot. They're way too big, for starters. Yeah, she wouldn't be using a pot built for conifers anyway. It's not just size, the drainage setup is all wrong. How do you know that? I thought you said you killed every plant you ever touched. Yeah, and how do you think I found that out? I actually wanted to become a tree surgeon when I was a kid. Took a bunch of botany classes in college. I did great on all the written exams. It was just the practicals that crushed my youthful dreams of horticultural glory. 
So, yeah, if I recall correctly, your Pinaceae would be the family of evergreen conifer trees and shrubs. Wow. I just keep learning new stuff about you, HF. You're like a cranky onion. So, if these pots weren't for Mrs. F, then what did she want with them? And why hide them back here? I guess because that's not all she was hiding back here. Check it out. There's some shed needles on the floor. Could be pine or fir, maybe. But the odds are these fell off whatever Fuglnari ended up in those pots. Uh, I'm not sure I'm up to scooping those up off the floor while maintaining my balance. You want to grab a few for me? Sure. Um, easy. Okay. Easy there. And uh, there you go. Yeah. So, you think Mrs. F was secretly repotting conifers in here? I don't get it. Unless these are from back before the takeover. Nah, they're too fresh for that. I'd say these were shed in the last couple of days or so. But I think it's time we get moving. I'll be able to take a closer look once we're safely back in your apartment. And, you know, Chip seems sure that he'd be able to keep Mrs. F busy, but if you ask me, any plan that relies on Stops behaving predictably has some pretty hefty holes in it. Oh, well, this bites. Commander's got us standing around on the promenade like a couple of rookies. We should be on patrol, sniffing out crimes. Hey, at least standing around means we're not using up our steps for the day. Yeah, but if we can't patrol, how are we going to protect all those innocent Christmas shoppers from pickpockets? Who gives a tinselly jack about Christmas shoppers? Oh, hang on. I get it. This is about your crush! That comms officer, what's her face? The one with the stupid sweaters. I like her sweaters. No, you don't. Well, I don't mind her sweaters. <laughs> and I really like her. And it seems like maybe she really likes me. I don't know, Ness. I think this one might be girlfriend material. Ugh. I mean, good for you. She seems nice enough, I guess. Definitely a step up from your last girlfriend. Oh, I thought you liked Ephedra. Never fall for a flatarian, Dormer. Sure, they're cute, but they're flighty. Well, yeah, that's what the wings are for. Hey, Bill. Oh, oh, hey, Candy. Here she comes, Ness. Be nice. What? I'm nice as balls. <sighs> Bill. Bill, I'm so glad I ran into you. Uh, hi, Candy. This is my partner, Ness. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Ness. What's your first name? Corporal. Oh, okay. Anyway, Bill, I was actually on my way down to the bridge to bring you this plate of Christmas cookies. They're so good right out of the oven, I didn't want to wait until we had another shift together. Oh, wow. Thanks, Candy. And... If you wanted to meet up later, you could stop by for mulled wine at my place. I'm building an enormous gingerbread house. You could help me put the icing on the roof. Oh yeah, that sounds super fun. Better than scoring a head cleave from Persephonean Blood Feast. Feeling a little grinchy today, Corporal? Well, I'm sure we'll be able to get you into the Christmas spirit somehow. Uh-huh. Hey, Dormer! I'm going to scout out an observation point on the other side of the atrium before I puke all over your peppermint biscottis. Yikes. I don't think your partner likes me very much. Well, you know, Ness can be, uh, 
Well, she's not the quickest to warm up to people, you know? Just give her some time and, uh, maybe dial back the Christmas stuff when she's around? No can do, Bill. This time of year just rustles my jingle bell jimmy. So, will I see you later at my place? Oh, I, I can't. There's that Ogunari oh. Christmas party thing tonight. It's mandatory for the whole crew. Sorry. Unless you maybe wanted to go to the party, like, with me? You want me to be your date for the Christmas party? I mean, yeah, if you want. Oh, Bill, I'd love to. You are just the sweetest. I am? I mean, you will? Oh, okay, so, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pick you up at, uh, how does 2320 sound? It sounds perfect. Hey, come with me for a second. Oh, uh, I'm not really supposed to leave my post. Plus, I don't actually have that many steps left today, so... It's not far. Just over to the other side of the Core 10 Steel Kinetic Sculpture. I want to show you something. Uh, okay. So, what is it? Look up. Oh man, now the plants are hanging from the ceiling? Is this some kind of new surveillance program? I mean, why weren't we briefed on this? No, Bill. It's mistletoe. Missiles? That is some incredible camouflage. I could have sworn it was just a plant. I'd better report this. No, not missiles, silly. Mistletoe. When you're standing under it with someone, you're supposed to kiss them. I'm supposed to kiss you? It's my absolute favorite Christmas tradition. Yeah, I think it's mine, too. Spud Runner! He's got half a dozen fingerlings and a bushel of German butterballs in that knapsack! I need backup! Sorry, Candy. I gotta go! Oh, okay. See you tonight. Commander, this is truly Lestraw. My console is covered in imperialist seasonal holiday propaganda. Settle down, Stalinbot. It's just a few Christmas decorations. And that isn't, strictly speaking, your console. No matter how much time you happen to spend there, that equipment is for the use of the entire comms department, which means Ensign Cameron has as much right to decorate it as you do. I shouldn't have to explain the concept of collective ownership to you of all people. But everything is covered in Mishura's sticky... Minty hook candies, little, little seraphine figurines. How am I to answer talking calls with all this detritus cluttering up my work area? I'm sure a bot with your highly advanced programming will be able to figure it out. <laughs> well, can I not at least move it to a more suitable location, like inside this puzzle chute? Absolutely not. 
I already had to endure an entire shift's worth of puppy dog eyes from Cameron while she was pestering me to let her put that shness up in the first place. It stays until December 26th or until I can get her transfer to the outbound freight office approved. Whichever comes first. Got it? Amanda, I have completed my fact-finding mission on potential pushback from the fairgrounds populace in response to the most recent food restrictions. Oh, good. So how are they taking it? Is anyone making trouble? Well, at the moment, sir, it's nothing but caca. I was expecting a slightly more mature response, Lieutenant. I don't know what to tell you, sir. It's just caca out there. Seriously, Frol? Caca? C-A. C-A, Commander. Chefs against culinary abuse. Several restaurateurs are organizing to protest the most recent food regulations. They're planning a march in the central promenade later today to air their grievances. I believe at the moment most of them are engaged in the production of protest signs and placards. Paper signs? Oh, as if marching wasn't bad enough. Idiots! They're going to be in violation of half the friendship agreement at this rate. They're aware of this. It's called civil disobedience. I know what it's called, Lieutenant, but I don't think they realize who they're dealing with. I believe their hope is to deal with you directly, sir. They seem confident that you can be made to see reason, possibly after being bribed with an enormous platter of Papa a la Juan Caina. Ugh, of course I can see reason, Frawl. I hate these stupid food bans as much as anyone, but can't they see that my hands are tied here? And this protest is almost tailor-made to provoke the Fugalnari. Paper products, unnecessary movement, and questioning the committee's orders? Why don't they just belt out some lumberjacking songs while they're at it? These caca folks are cooking up a violent crackdown. I agree, sir. It is cause for concern. I suppose I can't blame them, though. I never would have rated potato consumption as a major quality of life issue, but clip Nellie's nails if I haven't been thinking about them all day. I mean, what if I never have another side of mashed potatoes with butter? Or French fries. Mmm. Potatoes are rotten. A baked potato fresh out of the oven, brimming with sour cream and chives. Oh! Alright, so, how do I talk my way out of this one? I'm afraid you can't, sir. The members of Kaka have been pushed past their breaking point. So long as the potato ban remains in place, they are determined to protest it. Alright then. What about the committee? We managed to get them to repeal that stupid curfew. Maybe we can convince them that potatoes are necessary to the efficient operation of the fairgrounds. Technically speaking, sir, they did not repeal the curfew, merely adjusted its parameters. Which is why all the corridors are now lit by painfully bright and deeply unflattering grow lights 28 hours a day, and will be for another 473 days. At which point all humans will be under curfew for the duration of one night on Belobog Beta, i.e. 697 days. So I think it's fair to say that the curfew problem was not so much solved as it was postponed and possibly exacerbated. Fine. Yes, okay. But my point was, 
the committee can change their minds. It's been done before. Agreed, sir, but they will not do so on this occasion, no matter what method of persuasion you employ. I'm afraid potatoes will not be returning to the fairgrounds for some time. Nerds. And I would once again caution you to keep your powder dry, sir. Every attempt on your part to circumvent an order of the committee brings them one step closer to suggesting you be replaced as commander of the fairgrounds in favor of someone more sympathetic to their aims. So it would be advisable to pick your battles carefully. Oh? Thrall, what... Where would I end up then? I mean, if I did get replaced. There are quite a few possible answers to that question, sir, depending on the precise circumstances leading to your removal, but I don't think it would be prudent to go into details just now. You'll have a hard enough time enjoying this evening's party as it is. Okay, let's see what we've got here. Too flat to be spruce. Slightly rounded tips. Looks like they're single, not clustered. That rules out your pines. But they're whorled, which means they're not furs either. I don't know, kid. This might be a wash. There are some fugues that look nothing like earth plants, but maybe these... Oh. Oh, I'm an idiot! Pseudotsuga! Pseudo who now? Pseudotsuga. Your Douglas firs. Also known as the Douglas spruce or the Oregon pine. Because it took forever for botanists to figure out who those sneaky jeckers were actually related to. At one point... They were actually classified as sequoias, if you can believe that. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Anyway, yeah, I guess whatever Fuglnari this came off of looks a lot like one of these. So, like a Christmas tree? I guess if you're trying to smuggle a bunch of conifers onto a human station, December's the time to do it. Yeah, but why smuggle them in the first place? Fuglnari criminals or something? Uh, refugees? I don't know, kid. As far as I can tell, all the fugs are in lockstep. Lockpot? They don't seem to have a lot of internal descent, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but Althar has been studying their caste system, and he thinks... Uh, hold on, I'm gonna call him. Maybe he'll have some idea what this means. Good idea. Just don't tell him where exactly those needles came from. Sorry, Althar, no such luck. But I promise I'll slip out of the other party as early as I can, okay? That is all Althar can be asking. So, what did you wish to make speaking of? Oh, uh, right. HF and I just had a quick question about Fugonari culture, so I was hoping you might be able to help us out. Althar will attempt to do so. What is your questioning, please? Well, we found these needles while we were out, and they looked like they might be from a Douglas fir? But we think they're actually off of a Fugonari, so we were wondering, are there any Fugonari who look like Douglas firs? Is, is that a thing? Oh, yes, Fred John. You may make recollection that the evergreens are most highly esteemed among Fugonari, yes? So, the Sudotsuga 
Oh. Ah. Wasn't all the assistance you were wishing, friend John? Arthur is, of course, always pleased to be conversing with his dear friend and roommate. But he is also most ensnared in the party preparation at this time, so the brevity would be very much appreciated. Oh, sorry. I'll let you go then. Thanks. Upper rankings of the Fugalnari military? I do not like the sound of that. Me neither, but I don't know if there's a whole lot we can do about it. I mean, the Fugalnari are running the place. It's not like we can call security on them. But we can call sanitation. Your girlfriend's gonna be there tonight, yeah? Sure, like all the rest of the crew. Everyone who's not on duty. So maybe you should give her a heads up that something might be about to go down. I mean, I'm not sure what any of this is about. Could be these Sudotsuga are just here to get their tinsel on. But I think I'll enjoy this party a lot more if I know there's a few dozen sanitation commandos ready to wade in with their flamethrowers if things go Wittishins. Excuse me. You're with hydroponics, aren't you? Yes, sir. And I'd be just super thrilled to help you out with anything you need. Oh, well, your enthusiasm is refreshing, if somewhat excessive. Can you give me a status report? Is everything in place for this Christmas party? Oh, yes. Catering is room ready and all the seasonal decorations are in place and completely non-toxic to all species in attendance. We learned that lesson after Saturnalia of 2518. Oh, my brats. And we also have learned the hard way that we should manually monitor the climate settings during any event with an unusual crowd volume. I'll be heading up to environmental control once the party gets started, but if you need anything else before showtime, just ask. Mrs. Frondronax wants to start at 2340 on the dock. And just where is Frondronax? Oh, I believe she's backstage rehearsing the floor show. Ah, yes. Christmas song Fugelnar. Which is not a thing, in case you were wondering, I must say, this pageant may be the sort of frivolous, motion-based entertainment the humans enjoy. But it sounds thoroughly injurious to the dignity of a Fugulnari. The very thought of a noble Tsugosuga prancing around for the amusement of a bunch of perambulators. <laughs> oh no! She said it wouldn't be like that at all! It's going to be the most efficient and sensible floor show ever presented! I'm sure everyone will love it. Well, I certainly hope you're right. The human population of the fairgrounds has proven surprisingly obdurate when it comes to accepting our perfectly reasonable suggestions. And the local representatives of the League government have been utterly useless in straightening out their furrows, with the exception of the hydroponics department, of course. You've all been perfectly serviceable. Thank you, sir. We're all so happy to help our fellow humans see the beauty of the plant way. Of course you are. Oh, speaking of useless humans, I see the commander has arrived. I suppose I ought to acknowledge her presence. You may get on with your preparations, actually. Yes, sir. Commander Toriana, welcome to Christmas on Fugalar, so pleased you could make it. Oh, how could I miss this? Only by incurring a sizable fine and 20 demerits in your compliance auditing file. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
As long as I have you here, Commander, I have a few questions you might be able to clear up. Frondernax is, of course, familiar with your human conditions. But this Christmas business is entirely new to most of us, Fularia. Can you enlighten me on what to expect from this holiday of yours? Oh, it's not my holiday. A lot of humans celebrate it, yes, but it's in honor of a deity much less quadrupedal than any of mine. So I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong... Never mind. Mrs. Fraunrenax might actually be the best person to explain it in a way you'd understand. I don't see her anywhere, though. Apparently she is occupied. That's the... They built a stage? Dance the dance, slowly, I pray you, as I told you. But don't incorporate frivolous or superfluous movement. And for them's sake, don't saw at the air with your branches. Suit the action to the music, the music to the action. Remember, our goal is to hold a mirror up to nature. Shouldn't be that tough. We are nature. Understood? What I don't understand is why we're dancing in the first place. We're an elite brown ops squad. Not tonight, you're not. Tonight, you're the original cast of the first annual Christmas on Fuglenar Spectacular. And you'll be executing a coup of the public relations variety. If we manage to pull this off, we may finally be able to secure the cooperation of the human population without resorting to violence. You didn't want violence. Why bring in the Sudasuga? We do one thing and we do it till it's done. Because I need you, Sudotsuga, to represent the most important Christmas tradition. The Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum? Wait, we got bombs? Objection no. withdrawn! Yeah. Let's light this No, 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 era. it's not that kind of... Well, hang on, though. If we're talking mm. demolitions, we shouldn't start with hydroponics. Ah. The bridge and sanitation HQ were the most likely sources of organized resistance. Yeah. So we, we take them out No, 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 no! A tannin bomb is a Christmas tree! A, a tree! A Christmas tree! A familiar and non-threatening symbol of a popular human holiday, which will provoke unconscious associations of warmth and goodwill. The point of all this, in case you'd forgotten, is to convince the humans to serve us, which they certainly can't do if they've all been exploded or imploded or rent limb from limb. Entertaining, though that would doubtless be in the short term. So you're all going to put on these very tasteful costumes I went to the considerable trouble of procuring, and you're going to do the choreography I set out for you, and you're going to be a winsome cavalcade of holiday delights. Is that clear? Yes, Frosrenax. Oh, all right then. Now, let's get down to it. The first song will be... The holly and the ivy. The pas de deux, if you will. Cobra Canix, mm. you'll be playing the ivy, obviously. I want you to slowly, 
slowly come down stage and extend yourself to cover the apron over the length of the song. Uh, how long can you get exactly? 40 meters at full extension. Yeah. Perfect. So once you've made it all the way across, we'll drop the holly berries from the ceiling. Oh, don't worry. They won't stay in your needles forever. And it will bring that wow factor that I'm looking for. Whatever you say, Yuli Tamor. Don't <laughs> sass me, Cobra Canics. All right. No need to frost my buds off. So touch. I keep telling you people, tonight is vitally important for the future of our work here. So pay attention, please. Now, the next song is The Twelve Days of Christmas. And that's where you, Sudotsuga, come in. You'll each be representing one of the twelve days. You all have your props, yes? Um, yes? Yeah, 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 yes. Oh, good. So you'll start out turned away from the audience, uh, upstage, as they say, and then when your verse arrives, you'll rotate slowly to review them. This has to coincide with the lyrics, or the whole effect is lost. Are we clear? How do we know which verse? is ours. Oh, right, right. Oh, well, they're clearly numbered, Uvex. Ah. Or are you just being difficult on purpose? I thought you, Sudotsuga, were famous for your discipline and precision. Yeah, when we're killing meat sacks, this pantomime is ridiculous. <laughs> we all have our parts to play in the Great Ascension, Gurnax. Yes, in the past, your part was the yeah. ruthless elimination of all who would dare oppose us. And no doubt it will be again someday soon. But tonight, tonight, your part is gently encouraging the humans to submit to our clearly superior philosophy through the considerably less murderous, but nonetheless exacting medium of dance. Now let's move on to the finale. After 12 days, all you Sudotsuga lose the props and form a staggered line across center stage for the big showstopper. Oh, Christmas tree. We'll be inviting the partygoers on stage to walk between you during this number, simulating the human phenomenon known as a Christmas tree farm. I'm certain this experience will generate the kind of goodwill we need to reverse the station-wide bitterness that I've been observing ever since the Ascension. Still think we should just kill them? Agree! No, we should torture them. Ah. Nice! Yes. <laughs> but torture them? For, for information, you mean? No, just for funsies. <laughs> Not tonight. Tonight, you dance. Gosh, this wassail is really tasty, Commander. I don't think I've ever wassailed before. Please don't start singing, Amber. That song has like 11 verses. Mindy, happy mandatory holidays. <laughs> Same to you, Hardy Fox. And John, Stella, welcome to the Enforced Frivolity. It looks like we're in for some kind of floor show, so I'd advise you to hit the wassail if you haven't already. Yikes. Yeah, that sounds like the only way I'll be getting through this. You coming, Stella? I think I'd rather keep a clear head for now. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't then. No, you go ahead. If this evening does take a turn for the blunt force trauma, getting pre-dosed with muscle relaxant could actually end up saving you a trip to the med center. I'm not sure if that's more troubling or reassuring, but either way, no, I definitely want a drink. Right with you, kid. 
Reyes, is there something going on? Something you ought to maybe inform your commander about? If there were, sir, it would probably be the kind of thing my commander would want to be able to truthfully say they knew nothing about afterwards. Right. Carry on, then. Amber, you didn't hear any of that. Any of what? Exactly. And we should probably drop it? Because Ness is headed this way? Where? Gilbert's Crispy Beans, that's Ness? I would never have recognized her. I don't think I've ever seen her out of uniform. Wow, that's a look. I didn't know they even made Christmas sweaters in camo. Commander! Merry Christmas, sir! Welcome to the party, Corporal. Of flying solo tonight? I haven't seen your partner around. No, sir. He's coming with little Miss Yuletide. Should be here any second. Did I miss it? Prawl, why do you keep saying that? You know you didn't miss it, whatever it is. You're completely unconstrained by linear time. If you'd missed it, you'd already have come back from the future to tell yourself not to miss it. Two. I don't suppose you want to let us in on just what the it is this time around? No, sir. You'll find out soon enough. Fine. How's third shift holding up? Any disasters so far? No disasters, sir. Although the Kaka March did provoke the expected kerfuffle. They were forced to abandon their protest after being kettled by security in the central promenade. Several arrests were made at the behest of the committee for overstepping flagrant use paper products and possession of interdicted foodstuffs. Well, that's that then. The caca movement went straight down the toilet. It was a complete shit show, sir. What the hell is that racket? Do you hear that, Troll? Of course, sir. I have definitely not had enough eggnog to cope with this. Hold on. Is that Dormer? With his arm around... Oh, what's her face? The new kid in comms. Amber? Amber, asking or telling? Not sure? I only met her once? Hi, everyone! Wow, this place looks amazing. It's everything I could have wanted for my first Christmas on the fairgrounds. I've been looking forward to this party all day. I suppose someone had to. You look really nice. I love that dress. Oh, thanks. Well, we're off duty, right? So I thought I'd trot out the Christmas LPD. I'm all about a nice cozy Christmas sweater, but tonight I wanted to look good for my guy. Ah, so, Dormer, you're the guy in question. I suppose congratulations are in order. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, Ensign Cameron, wasn't it? Please, call me Candy. Okay, Candy. I know you're new here, but we do have dating sites on the fairground. You could maybe make a Hecknet Hots profile and find somebody with a little more substance. What are you talking about? Bill here has loads of substance. Your first name is Bill? Cameron, I have partnered with Dormer for years, and I can assure you that he is 100% substance-free. Well, I guess you just haven't seen the other side of him that I have. Hey, sweetie, 
You think you could maybe grab me a mulled wine? Absolutely. I'll be right back. Merry Christmas, everybody. Wow. What have you done to my security officer? Nothing really. I just showed him how to spread a little Christmas cheer. And he's got a pretty decent baritone. Tormer can sing? Since when? It's amazing what the Christmas spirit can bring out in people. If you are certain that the custom of Elfar is providing adequate concealment, then the games of Christmas may be commenced in safely. No, it's totally working, Althar. I'm looking right at you, and I don't feel so much as a twinge of heartburn. Same. Where did you find a Santa suit that fit? Oh, Althar has had much practice in contorting his carapace to make avoidance of the sight lines of his human friends. So it was only to obtain a costume of the Santa, remove the stuffing, and fashion a comprehensive wire and servo motor armature to maintain its external shaping while allowing Althar to crouch unseen within. Althar may perhaps require a great deal of clavola ungoint tomorrow to soothe his sore flexitors, but it is worth it to make celebration of the Christmas with his human friends. Are you both in preparation for the games of festivity? Yeah, sure, I guess. Althar. So, Althar is passing the gift to you, Mr. Frinkel. And while the music is playing, it is to pass this to Miss Mallory. Here you go, Dee. Okay, Althar. Now what? Now you are passing this to the next contestant. Uh, okay. Here you go, Chip. Thanks. Hey, Althar. I don't think this game was meant for just two players. Yes, Althar was expecting that many more guests would perform attendance at his party of Christmas. But they are unable to do so. At it. Please continue passing up the festive gift, please, for as long as the music is heard. This is introducing the element of suspense. And now the music is stopping! So now what do we do? Now it is to make removal of the first layer of brightly colored enchievement. Okay. to bouncing it, Arthur. Thanks. You are most welcome. And now, the music begins again, and you are passing the slightly smaller parcel to Mr. Frinkel. And now Mr. Frinkel is passing it back. And... No, Arthur cannot continue! Even though there remains a jar of delightful bubble production liquid, plastic costume jewelry, and the small tub of flexible amusement putty still to be claimed, Althar must cease! This game is creating in him a great sadness! Aw, I know you were hoping for a bigger turnout, Althar. <laughs> Sorry. If it's any consolation, I'm pretty sure everyone would rather be here than at Christmas on Fulganar. It's just that the committee didn't give them any choice. Yes. Mr. Fringel, and he is not taking it personally that his friends are not able to make attendance, but he is also aware that there 
is no such thing as Christmas on Fuglenar. So he's experiencing also a great sense of unfairness. Oh, misery and distress mean Avar is the most inadequate of Santas. He cannot even bring himself to make Christmas cheering to you, dear friends. Avar must offer apology to you both. Oh, come on, Althar. You don't have to apologize for that. Anyone would be vaunched after getting their entire guest list poached by a bunch of potted palms. <laughs> Tell you what, why don't we just put the games on hold for now? I doubt anyone's having much fun at the Fugunari party. They'll probably bounce as soon as they can. I bet this place will be hopping by 26, 26.30 at the latest. Right. John said he'd come over as soon as he could, didn't he? And I'm sure he won't be the only one. This is some consolation to Althar, but, but Althar has never before experienced the party fail. And to sit in the empty bar room that should be filled with Christmas festivities is one of the saddest activities Althar has ever experienced. He is not at all certain he has the emotional resilience to continue. Perhaps Elthar should cut his losings and return to his quarters. Mr. Frankel, could you disperse of the ring check to any of Elthar's guests who are making appearance? Wait, 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 wait. I just had an idea. It's... Oh. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but I think it just might work. Oh! Elthar would prefer any quantity of craziness to the spoiled party grief. What is the idea of Chiprinko, please? Okay. So, we're going to need a couple of things to pull this off. First of all, your costume didn't by any chance come with a sack of presents, did it? No, Mr. Frinkel. Is this necessity? Well, we'll need some kind of big bag or container. Something you'd expect to see Santa carrying around. What about those hammocks in the storeroom? You fold one of those in half, seal up the sides? That could look like Santa's bag of presents if we squint. Nice. Hey, Grim, do me a favor and take down your hammock real quick. I need it for uh, reasons. Relax, you'll get it back. Probably. Okay, Althar, you seem pretty crafty. You think you can convert a hammock into a Santa sack? Oh, yes, Mr. Frinkel. It will be the work of the moment. Great. Oh, and hey, I know this is a long shot, but did you happen to bring along any of that padding you took out of your costume? Althar did not. Will this cause difficulty? Don't worry about it. I was just thinking I could use a little shock absorption while you're hauling me around in there. Ha! While he's what? You weren't kidding about this plan being crazy. Yeah. And you're gonna love the second ingredient, assuming it's still here. Ha! There we go. Ooh. A neurodamper? Where did you even get one of those? Lost and found. Someone left it on the bar this afternoon. I hope you're not expecting me to zap anyone with that thing. Nah, I'll handle all the zapping. Your part of the plan is easy as Christmas cake. Just hold down the fort here while Althar and I are crashing Christmas on Fulgenar. Okay, that I can do. So what's your part of it? Our part of it is something that's probably better discussed in my office with auditory interference activated. Uh oh. Let's go, Althar. Mission to save the Christmas! A most delightful human tradition! Oh.
Well, so far I haven't noticed anything dangerous at this party, or even remotely suspicious. It looks like you might have made all those emergency arrangements for nothing. Sorry. Hey, it's always better to be prepared. But yeah, I'd say dying of boredom is the biggest risk we're running at the moment. Hey Cameron, what's up girl? Ooh, is that that crazy Judy Greer bot? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Then I'd say this party might take a turn for the unexpected after all. Didn't she get banned from all public gatherings after the cadaver launch party? She sure did. Swam in the chocolate fountain. What a mess. I think she got ejected just before all the fun started. I don't know too many people who would describe an invasion by bloodthirsty Pudendari warriors as fun. It was, though. Plus, it made our after-party memorable. Well, I've got no complaints about the, uh, after-party. Judy! I'm so glad you could make it. I didn't even realize these bots were invited. We weren't! I'm crashing, actually, but for a totally amazing reason. Okay. Candy, are you ready for this? Ready for what? Surprise! Candice Cameron! Daddy! Thank God I got to you in time. It wouldn't be Christmas if I couldn't hold you in my arms, Sugar Plum. Oh, what are you doing here? Well, when I heard about the breakup and your unexpected departure from Earth, I was shocked! Joining League forces, and then transferring all the way to the fairgrounds? With all these travel restrictions, I had to pull quite a few strings to get out here. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. But I, I hope you didn't go to too much trouble. Don't worry about it, Pumpkin. Daddy's firm does business all over the galaxy. I know how to arrange the occasional sharp ship on the QT. Wow, I am just so happy. This is a... Christmas miracle? Yes, it is. Oh, Daddy, I know you might not believe me, but flipping my life upside down was the best thing I ever did. I love my job, have great friends like Rearbot here. And then, of course, there's... Oh, Daddy, you have to meet my new friend, Bill. Oh, where is he? I don't see him. Looks like the show's about to start, Candy Cane. We can find him after. Welcome, welcome. We're just so pleased that you could all join us here in the Gimlet Hydroponic Park, which, as you can see, has been transformed tonight into Christmas on Fulgulnar. And now, without further ado, I'd like to commence our Christmas pageant. So please, Take a moment to silence any devices that may make noise and interfere with everyone's enjoyment. And I hope you all find our performance very moving, but I would caution you not to let that carry over into excessive external movement. <laughs> all right then, thank you for your attention and it's a pleasure to work for you.
Mr. Shrinkel? Are you suffering from excess jostlement? Alfar is hoisting you as gently as he is able. No, it's fine, Alfar. I just didn't consider the implications of riding around in something that's been soaking in Gendaran's sweat every night for the past couple years. Oof. I'm gonna need like 12 baths after this. Oh! Alfar does not wish to be ruining any surprises of Christmas, Mr. Frankel, but it is possible that there is a sizable container of delightfully scented Sebastian bathing pods to be found among the party favors of Alfar. Mr. Frankel should seek out the one encased in paper depicting the antlered ungulate with the unfortunate nasal condition. Thanks. But we should probably keep radio silence from here on out, okay? The whole plan's gonna be frilled if anyone figures out I'm in here. Alfar? Are you... Oh, right. Duh. <laughs> I told you, silly guana, there was no one in the hallway. Santa? Oh! Oh! Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to you, small human! What is your name, please? And have you been a well-behaved child for the past solar year? My name's Cindy, and I've been very good. Did you get my letter, Santa? Oh, yes! It was very well written. Uh, Santa was most impressed with the elegance of your phrasing. Yay! <laughs> Then you'll bring me the Bob Violence action play set with real photon chainsaw action? Oh, <laughs> that is for Santa to be knowing and for you to be finding out, Miss Cindy. And now Santa must be on his way to deliver his presents to all the well-behaved children of the galaxy. But it's not Christmas Eve yet. It is in Aldebaran. <laughs> oh, what's in the sack? It's squirming around. Is it a puppy? <gasps> no, it is... It is socks. Really? Yes, soft, warm, squirmy socks for the younglings of Aldebaran. <laughs> that is all. <coughs> Shit. That sock said a naughty word. Ah, 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 it did indeed. What a very observant human child you are. Alpha Santa must be bringing that up with quality control as soon as he returns to Earth's North Pole. But now he thinks it is time for you to be returning to your sleep cycle. Okay. Santa? Why is your voice all squeaky? Santa has a cold. Oh. Okay. Get well soon. Thank you, small human. And a Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> nice save, Althar. Sorry about the sneeze. Just slipped out. It is not to worry, Mr. Frinkel. Althar is always welcoming the opportunity to practice his lesser-used skills, such as that of mendacity. Although... The deception of a small human child is not, perhaps, the greatest of accomplishments. Any idea how much farther we have to go? It smells like an armpit factory in here. Alfar believes it will not be long, Mr. Frinkel. The room of climate control should be found along the next corridor. Okay, good. Now remember, when I give you the word, you open up your costume. 
and you keep it open for exactly 12 seconds. No more, no less. That's really important. You may not like what you see when you do, but, well, sometimes you've got to break a few eggs if you want to make eggnog. You understand? Arthur does not, Mr. Frinkel, but he will do whatever is necessity to make saving of the Christmas. Good enough. This is the Fogelnari idea of a Christmas extravaganza? I suppose there is a certain beauty to be found in its simplicity. Well, I'd consider 12 spruces rotating at a glacial speed to be the platonic ideal of boredom. I'm afraid I'll have to disagree with that assessment, sir. Seriously? Yes. They're not spruces, they're Douglas firs. A common mistake. Oh, for... Give it a rest, would you? If I wanted to hear pointless quibbling about botanical trivia, HF is standing right here. Gee, thanks. Well, let's look on the bright side. Once this agonizingly slow butchering of the classics is over, the party might pick up. Or break up, if we're really lucky. <laughs> lucky. Ha! I'm just praying that Mrs. Frondranax hasn't decided to round up the days of Christmas to a more number. If I hear 13 blorches squelching, I'm making a break for it. I don't care what the committee thinks. Yeah, it might not be the worst idea to have an escape route planned out. Just in case. Just in case of what? What are you up to? Nothing. It's just, you know, you might want to be prepared to make a quick exit. In case, um... In uh, case we can sneak out of here early enough to make Althar's party. I hope he's doing okay. He was really disappointed when he found out none of us would be able to come. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's an Illtorian who's dedicated himself to making friends with humans, after all. If there's anyone in the galaxy who should be used to disappointment by now, it's him. Oh, no. Obviously, Althar's got plenty of practice at keeping his cool. I mean, he's a highly trained diplomat. It's not like he's going to do anything crazy. We have made arrival at the Room of Climate Control, Mr. Frinkel. Yeah. Maybe don't use my name so much while we're sneaking around. I mean, if this goes to plan, it shouldn't matter, but it's a good general principle of subterfuge. You chum? Yes! Althar is understanding, Mr. D -d 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 friend And maybe don't use your own name either? Oh, that will be of some difficulty for... Uh, How about you just keep calling yourself Santa for now? Ah, yes, Santa can do this! Great. All right, here we go. Just let me do the talking. Uh, hello, is this hydroponics? Oh, hey! Ashley, right? Yes, hello, Chip. It's good to see you. But this is a restricted area, so I'll have to ask you to... Who's that? Come on, Ashley. Don't you recognize Santa? Very funny, Chip, but seriously, you shouldn't be in here. Yeah, I know, but Santa here, 
got lost on his way to that bash the Fulganari are throwing, so I thought you might be able to give him directions. Oh, is that the party down there? Wow. That's one impressive floor show. Yes, isn't it? You mind if I watch through these windows for a second? Those Douglas firs really are majestic, aren't they? Yes. Oh, it's always so refreshing to meet another human who appreciates plants the way I do. Hey, what kind of tree is that over there? I've never seen anything like it. Where? Right over there by the... Look, right there. Right where I'm pointing. I don't know what you... Now, Althar! Twelve. Eleven. Just stay put, Althar! This is all part of the plan! Point. Just a couple more seconds. One, zero. Back into the suit. All covered up. Can I open my eyes? Arthur is concealed, Mr. Frinkle, but he is very cross. You have committed a deception against him. I know, I know, but it worked, didn't it? She's out cold, and she won't remember any of this once she wakes up. We needed to get in here without anyone knowing about it, and this was the only way. Remember what I was saying about breaking eggs? But this is not an egg! This is a sentient being! If Arthur was knowing that your plan involved making distress in the innocent humans, he would not have agreed to participation! I mean, Ashley's pretty cozy with the Fulganari. I wouldn't exactly call her innocent. Do not be splitting of hairs, Mr. Frinkel! All right, look... I know that was rough on you, and I'm sorry, okay? But think of it like this. We did hurt one human, yes. But we did it to help a bunch of other humans. I mean, look at everyone standing around down there, suffering through that horrible floor show. Don't they look miserable? Isn't it worth doing a little harm to one person, which again, she's not going to remember at all, in order to serve the greater good? This is sophistry, Mr. Frinkel. But this is perhaps not the time or place to make the discussing of it. What remains to be done to release the humans from their captivity in the Christmas and Fuglenar? Don't worry, Althar. We're almost home free. All we need to do now is mix the contents of these packets with water, load it into the ventilation intake, and then run like hell. Oh, a 
tree farm. I just love these. Come on, Daddy. Why don't we take a stroll through this beautiful Douglas first? All right, sweetheart. Let's go. Hmm. I'm not sure I approve of the pseudo-pseudo lowering themselves to an imitative bunch of... What is that substance coming from the vents? Oh, is that what I think it is? It's snow. Daddy, it's snowing. Beautiful. Wow, they really went all out. I didn't even know the parks had a snow setting. They don't. So, what's going on? Should we be worried? I don't know, but whatever this is, I don't think the Fuglenari planned it. They look as confused as everyone else. What in the... What's this stuff? What's going on? Another surprise, Frondrinette. My compliments. This is actually quite lovely. I can see why this frozen precipitate would provoke a feeling of peace and tranquility. Oh, well, it... it does, doesn't it? Thank you so much. Huh. Snow. Hang on. This snow is warm. Frawl? This isn't snow, is it? It's that... what's it? The, the stuff with the obnoxious ads. Collector flurries, Commander. A product generally harmless to humans as long as they follow the numerous warnings on the box and avoid direct ingestion. Plant-based life forms, on the other hand... You don't say. Well, that's quite a shame, isn't it? This snow actually feels quite nice as it lands on my petals. It's sort of a pleasant tingle. Something like a... Oh, now it's starting to feel itchy. Is that supposed to happen? Itchy? That's odd. I thought snow was just frozen water. I don't see why it should be at all. Bernie! It burns! Frondernex, what have you done? Uh, I don't know. It it must be sabotage. What's happening? Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Daddy? You bet I am, sugar no, bomb. No, don't spread it around. Fine. Don't try and hide behind that Christmas tree. You Oh, where's my that came from? Oh, you're in for it. Try and get me, Daddy. Stop it! Stop throwing it's snowballs! It's an attack! Everyone get to safety as Don't quickly as possible! This party is over! No! Nail these perps! Wait, that's not a perp. That's my girlfriend. Candy, Candy, stop! Bill, I'm having so much fun. I never thought I'd get to have a snowball fight in space. This is the best Christmas ever. Ensign Cameron, if you do not immediately relinquish. 
push the crystalline projectile and raise your hands, I will be forced to use my... Hey, where's my neurodam? Oh, don't be a silly Billy. Get up here and join us. I've got a snowball with your name on it. Yes! Come on, man! That's my girlfriend! Yeah, your girlfriend a terrorist? She sure can't pick up her. What did you do to my daughter? Stand down, sir! She was apprehended in the possession of a means of chemical assault! Chemical assault, my eye. The only thing in her hand was one of these snowballs. You'll be hearing from my lawyers about... <gasps> oh. Dude, that's my girlfriend's dad! She's never gonna forgive me! Hey, I did you a favor, pal. We caught these two right-handed in the commission of a terrorist act! They're looking at 20 years in the dad's bog graviton mines if they're lucky. You don't want to hitch your wagon to that schnez. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> you would not believe what happened? Christmas on Fulganar got snowed out? Is that right? Wow. This is a most unexpected turn of events. Yeah, that stuff cleared the park out faster than a frismer light in an open mic. What a mess. Luckily, a couple of our emergency flamethrower squads just happened to be patrolling nearby, so we were able to get the cleanup started right away. Even so, it'll probably be a couple of days before we can certify the park habitable again. But that means we were able to hightail it up here for your party, Alpha. So all's well that ends well, huh? Hey, Sopan, give me a Nertmeg depth charge. Good to not see you, Althar. Love the costume. Thanking you, friend John. It is truly a Christmas miracle that all of Althar's friends are here. Althar wishes to welcome you all to his second annual party of Christmas. Alright, we got a late start on this shit dig, so let's get to it. Merry Christmas, Althar! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Althar. Hey, Althar, can I talk to you about the, uh, bill for a second? So, uh, how's your, uh, conscience doing? Are we good? Althar believes that your methods were more suited to Niccolo Machiavelli than to Saint Nicholas, Mr. Frinkel. But he is accepting that your intentions were of at least some goodness. So he is willing to offer forgiveness for the bamboozlement that led to Alpha causing harm to another sentient. And it is a truth that Alpha was perhaps more willing to be deceived than he would otherwise have been due to his desire for the successful party of Christmas. Alpha must be more vigilant upon himself in the future. And he will certainly be more vigilant when it comes to the things that Mr. Frinkel tells Althar he is not to be worrying about. Althar hopes you can accept this. Yeah, I think I can live with that. And hey, Althar, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Chip Frinkel! You've been listening to Life with Althar, episode 25. This episode was written by Philip Cruz and Chris Lee for Gemini Collision Works and starred 
Donna Mir is John B. Eli Ganias as HF. Barrett Johnson as Althar. Amanda LaPergola as Mrs. Frondrenax. Donna Cullinan as Commander Toriana. Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl. Chris Lee as Chip Prinkle. Zuri Washington as D. And Derek Peterson as Stop. And also featured Philip Cruz, Ian W. Hill, Lex Friedman, Fred Backus, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, Olivia Baseman, Linus Gelber, Anna Stefanik, and David Arthur Backrack. Life Without Thar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life Without Our logo and illustration by Dean Hasfield. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2020 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But before then, let's check in on Candy Cameron at the end of her very special Christmas story. You got two minutes, Stormer. Just pick up the phone and she'll hear you through the glass. Thanks. I know the drill. Ensign Cameron. Bill, thank God you're here. You have to tell them that I'm innocent. I can't believe I trusted you. You sure had me fooled. I had no idea you were a sleeper agent. Yeah, right. Using your position as comms officer to contact your cell leader, staging that collision on the bridge so you could steal my neurodamper, pulling some kind of alien mind wipe on that innocent hydroponics officer. Well, none of it worked. You're finished. Don't you worry, we've taken care of that poor, damaged bot you obviously hacked to convince her to participate in your little scheme. Judy Greerbot? Is she okay? Oh, she's fine. Now that IT finally did their jobs and patched out that quirky sidekick subroutine. From her programming and everyone else's. Marty Feldman bot, Robin Quivers bot, Pat Buttram bot, Gillian Anderson bot, Alan Ruck bot. We're going to be spending a lot less of our time pulling them out of chocolate fountains from now on. So thanks for that, I guess. And my daddy. What's going to happen to him? terrorist mastermind who somehow managed to show up on the fairgrounds without a travel visa? The one who helped you wipe out an elite Fugulnari commando squad? No! It's not true, Bill. None of it. He's my father. He just came out here to visit me, I swear. We, we didn't know what was in those snowballs. You've got to believe me. I don't want to hear it. You made a fool of me. Poisoned my mind with all that Yuletide schness. Singing and baking and gingerbread houses, and, and, and I fell for it. What a rude. No, Bill, it's not true. I'm not a terrorist. Christmas. Please, Bill, don't. 